It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome in to Loretta McNary Live, and today is Tuesday, so it is Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. He is our spiritual personal coach, and now he's like a guru to me. He's more than a coach. He's like a guru, <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. And thank you all so much for joining us each and every Tuesday and every other day that the show is on, but especially on Tuesdays, because I think um, Tuesday is the second day of the week for a lot of us, and it is a great way to re-energize, to refuel, to recommit to those things you were taught on Sunday, perhaps, if you went to church, and if not, it's just a good way to get that good word in you. And, you know, we've been talking about renewing the mind, and Michael has built an incredible, not only a foundation, he has by this time about four or five weeks into it, he has completed the entire house. <laughs> so I know I am more knowledgeable, and I can apply that knowledge and have applied that knowledge to my everyday walk. So I can say that I can even see some spiritual manifestations of some things that I have been working on because now I know what some of the holdups and strongholds were and what's renewing my mind has really helped me personally. So everybody welcome my own very special spiritual personal coach, and I call him Guru now, Michael Farmer. Hi, Michael. Hello, Ms. Loretta. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm great. I'm just excited about the show today. Yeah, like we're about to wrap this uh, this segment up. Uh, we've been on it for several weeks now. It's, it's time to move on. We pitched the tent here for seven weeks, so let's <laughs> it's time to go on to <laughs> another topic. All right, well, I'm, I'm very happy. I just want to encourage I just want to encourage everybody to continue to uh, you know look at your notes and and for how whatever listen to the uh, the archive messages. You can always go back and listen to them, man, because some good information that concerning renewing your mind. Because I'm truly, if you uh, believe, if you have a renewed mind, then you will certainly have a renewed life. So just uh, govern yourself accordingly. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I'm so glad that you reminded us that we can always go back to the archive show shows and listen to it if we miss something or we just need to have. Um, another taste of what was talked about to help us. As the months go by and the years even go by, we can always have a reference of the renewing of your mind here on the Rosicary Live Presents Tuesdays with Michael. So having said that, we will um, next Tuesday start a new series. We're, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm sure Michael does because he's very methodical like that. But I know it's going to be wonderful, and we'll all be super, super blessed by um, having tuned in to it. So today, let's talk about today, um, Michael. What, where are we going today? And I'm back well, online today, with my today. We were actually, actually, today we'll be dealing with the, uh, the last segment, uh, well, the last portion of this segment, and it is entirely you are what you think. So we're going to deal with thinking today. 
Thinking. Something that some people really don't like to do. So we're going to talk about thinking. I like that. Okay. Okay. Well, how do we start a conversation about thinking? Um, I said I'm ready for us to start. And how do you? How does one start a conversation on thinking? Because now um, <laughs> it's so funny. What are my thoughts right now? What have I been thinking about me? Because I know one thing for sure that your thoughts become um, things. Your thoughts become yeah. things, and it's, it's very important. I mean, it's super, super important to be careful of the things that we allow the thoughts in our minds um, that we allow them to be there. So I'm ready, Michael. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to get into it on today. Of course, we, I like to kind of recap, you know, briefly before we get started. And on last week we uh, talked about continuing the process uh, of renewing your mining. We, we started the way we laid the foundation. We started the process. We continued the process. And today we're going to, put it into action. Uh, but before we do that, let's review. Last week we talked about three points that continue in the process, and the first point was strengthening the, strengthen the law of the mind. And, of course, we came from Romans chapter 7 all the way through the first few verses of chapter 8. And, of course, we got some time. We don't have time to go and read that. But definitely listen to that or read that because that was very revolutionary when we talked about it on uh on last week. So strengthen the law of the mind. Uh, you do that by, you can build the mind up by nullifying the dictates of the flesh. Once you nullify the dictates of the flesh, then your mind has a little bit more freedom to do what it needs to do. And because uh, the mind is supposed to dictate to the body or to the flesh what it should do, not vice versa. Uh, secondly, we talked about walking full of full awareness and knowledge of what you have learned concerning Christ, and that came out of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 24. And then thirdly, we talked about functioning in the power of the Spirit and not just the letter of the book. And that came out of James 1 and 21. I think we looked at two scriptures. I think James 1, 21, and then Romans 2 and 29. But there are other uh, references to these. If you want further references or scripture references or anything that we talk about, feel free to uh, to email me at gloryapp at aol.com, or you can Facebook me, or you can send me a tweet. I think that's the right terminology in the rest. <laughs> <laughs> you probably got the right. I'm so proud. <laughs> yes, it's so you can you can tweet me. It just sounds so kiddy when you say it. <laughs> you can tweet me. <laughs> Sound like baby That's talk almost. Oh, there's a tweet. I know. You know, this is not a new word. We've been saying it forever, <laughs> but it just has a new uh, meaning. <laughs> well, uh, back on track. I, I got sidetracked there for a minute. Uh, so we're, we're, we're back on track, listeners. We're sorry. We just had a moment there. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know, we've already told them about, about our exes. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about you off what you think. And this is going to be good. This is actually putting it, actually putting it into practice. Because the word think means to exercise the mind. That's what it means in uh, Greek terminology. Uh, and when you see it in the Greek when it talks about thinking, that's what it's 
for the most part, is talking about means to exercise the mind. Think about that. You can literally exercise your mind just like you can exercise a muscle, and things always come better the more you exercise them. They they grow stronger. They they get more endurance. They are able to put up against resistance from disease and and anything to try to come against it. So you're so so think of your mind as a spiritual muscle. And in order to develop that mind or to renew your mind to the way you want it, uh, so you can have that renewed uh, sense of thinking and a renewed sense of purpose, then you have to start to think a little bit more. Um, I had the uh, privilege of listening to a guy that was talking about this a a few years ago. uh, What was his name? Uh, He spoke out to me a while. Wiley Jackson out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and he was talking on this subject, and and I was just amazed at the number of people who really do not think. And I'm like, wow, I'd be trying to figure out how not to think, how to shut my mind down. <laughs> so it was really, it was it was it was kind of eye opening for me when when he got to pull the audience, and most people really don't think. I said, wow, this. I said maybe that's why I. I I, I am where I am because I, I do a lot of thinking. I know. I don't but, know how but, to stop my mind. But, but what we're going to do today is just cover just a few uh, scriptural references that deal with thinking. And, of course, there are, you probably got some in mind that, you know, that you've always heard about. And, of course, you know, the real popular one uh, coming out of Proverbs 23 and 7, for, for if he think it in his heart, so is he. So as a person think it in his heart. And the heart is the essence of who you are. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is who you are. And But the real context of that deals with something else. But it's a spiritual principle that how, that the thoughts that that you have in, in, in the midst or the core of who you are, that's the real you. And that's what comes out when uh, you're under pressure and you don't have the chance to kind of rationalize what you're going to say. So normally when someone speaks out of anger, when someone speaks abruptly, when someone speaks when they're under pressure, and, and then and that's what they do in interrogation rooms. They try to wear you down mentally so they can really get to your heart. So they really want to hear that confession. We want to know that you really do this crime. So so it's, so it's something that they do. They try to get into your heart, to the to the real you. Because this, this facade that you're probably trying to put up, We've been trying on how to break it down. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's what you need to do starting today is thinking, just starting to think about who you really are, who is the real you, and what uh, are your dominant thoughts because your dominant thoughts are the real you. And if you don't like what you're thinking, then now it's, it's that's what this whole uh, exercise is about is renewing your mind so you can renew how you think. And if you renew how you think, then you can renew you. So we're going to read a few scriptures, and don't be afraid to call in or to text or, <laughs> I mean, just do it. It's, and I'm, I'm amazed at, at that, how the number of people that I, I know that literally suffer in silence. They, they, they know they need help. They know they're at this, at this point in their life where, the lives are raggedy, and they can't control their thoughts, or they say their thoughts are racing, and they can't seem to get a grasp, a hold of life. And then 
help is extended to them and they don't want it. Mm-hmm. So, so we it, it, it is my prayer that if you see that you're in this point of distress, then accept what help is out there. You know, let go of the pride. Pride is normally what holds people back from things like this. That is so for we, sure. So we definitely want to change. We want you to be an effective member of the body of Christ. So we're all members of the body of Christ, and when one member suffers, we all suffer along with you. That's why we want you in tip-top shape for the kingdom. Uh, with that said, let's, let's talk about the... Uh, well, before we do that, let's, 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 let's look at the scripture. Uh, go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. It's not to use the one I have on my laptop here. <laughs> All right, Romans chapter 12. And it's 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 uh, pretty much a piggyback to the theme scripture for this whole segment, which is which is found in Romans chapter twelve, verse one. But let's let's start in verse one and read down. We we're going to key in on verse number three, and it says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world." But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Verse 3, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith, and then it goes on to talking about the body of Christ, and that's what I was making, alluding to earlier, is that because there are also different parts of the body of Christ, and when one part of the body is, is, is not functioning like it should, then we all feel the effects of that. Uh, so, the, so the spiritual body uh, is just a representation of your natural body. So that's why I can make that parallel, and it can fit just about every time. So let's, let's deal with verse number three. It says, Paul is saying that through the grace that was given unto him, he's saying to us, to every man that is among us, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Now, it does not say that you should think highly of yourself. He wants you to think. He wants to have a a good esteem of yourself. Mm -hmm. But he's saying that you should not think more highly than you ought to think. He said, but to think soberly. Now, that word soberly, just means, it, it just means to be of a sound mind. Also, the figurative, it means to be moderate or to be, uh, to be modest in your thinking, to be moderate, to do it in moderation. Don't go way over the top. You know, don't be so flamboyant and thinking that you're the best thing since microwave popcorn. That's basically what he's saying there. <laughs> So, so, so that's one way we should think is we we should think highly of ourselves, 
but not more highly than we should think. You got anything okay. to interject on that, Loretta? Well, I was just trying to, you know, think where cause there's a fine line there, and I I personally try not to cross that line. Because um, I always want to be humble, but the Lord spoke in my spirit years ago about um, this. there's a fine line between being humble and then trying to disappear so that people feel comfortable around you, so you kind of dim your own light. So I, I struggle with that balance of that. Well, it's, it's, it's almost, well, you got to think, it's almost the difference between confidence and arrogance. You know, God God wants to think you, wants you to think confidently about yourself, but he don't want you to be arrogant. He don't want you to get that air of superiority because when it's all said and done, we're all members of the same body. Right. So he doesn't want you to, and, and, that's, and that, like you said, that, that line can be easily crossed when it crosses over from is being totally self-confident to being just completely arrogant. Okay, okay. And arrogance is simply just thinking too high of yourself or using what you uh, have exactly. to you know, feel superior exactly. over somebody else. Okay, okay. Because there's That's nothing what wrong it means with being confident. Yeah, yeah. I want people, I want people, you know, we need to speak more confidently about ourselves and to be more confident in all God has called us to do and that we're doing. But at the same time, don't think that you're superior over somebody else because you do have these gifts and these talents and God has opened these doors for you. Because at the end of the day, you didn't do anything. These gifts were just freely given to you by the Lord God, our Savior. (laughs) So don't, that's when it becomes arrogant when you just all about you and I did this and I did that and I'm better than somebody else because you're not. You're not. No. Now, okay. uh, I, I, I'm, uh, you know, let me, I'm, I'm going to read it from the, for some reason my internet is kind of acting up on me. So I'm, I'm going to read it from the Bible in basic English. And it says, but I say to every one of you through the grace given to me, not to have an over-high opinion of himself, but to have wise thoughts, as God has given to every man, to everyone, a measure of faith. So don't have that overly high opinion of yourself. That's that's what the uh, that's what the Bible in basic English translate that to, and is and 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 most people know when you're around somebody when. When you're around someone, especially someone you know where he has crossed over from being just just totally confident of your ability and then crossed on over to just being, me just to being what we just call just arrogant. Oh, I mm-hmm. just can't stand that that guy. I can't stand that so-and-so. He just he just thinks he's better than anybody. And, and if you ever are given off that air, it's picked up on real quick, just like an air of humility. It's picked upon, you know, picked up on real quick. And but the Bible gives us, it said, to think soberly. So it's showing you how not to think, and then give you an answer of how to think. And the word soberly means to think moderate. You have to find that middle ground. You have to find that uh-huh. that that middle ground to where your 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 thought life is. Not to think too highly, and not to think too low of, or not to think too low of yourself. Because either one is pride is focused on self. When you're thinking moderately, you're, you're always bringing other people ahead of yourself in your thought life. 
and that's what the that's why the Bible tells us uh, that we should esteem other others as better than ourselves. It's saying that we do not esteem others, and the word esteem that means to bring ahead and thought. So, just think if you had three people at the table and they were having a conversation and. And they were having a conversation about, you know, really, you know, I just really need, you know, this confidence and and I need to just really, you know, keep myself built up because I just uh, struggle with almost having low self-esteem. Well, if you use the biblical principle, if the one, if, if person A would esteem person B, bring that person ahead of themselves and thought, then person B doesn't have to think about themselves. You have now just bo- you have now just bolstered their confidence. You see what I'm saying, Loretta? I'm trying to wrap my arms around it. So you are promoting others over yourself. Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes, that's okay. that's what it means to think moderately of yourself. Let me find. Let me see. And when you hear that, most people, we focus so much on self-esteem. Now, there's nothing wrong with self-esteem. But the Bible talks very little about esteeming yourself. It talks about esteeming others. And I know this is something totally revolutionary uh, (laughs) to what you're accustomed to hearing. Yes, you have an opinion of yourself. But but you you don't cross that line over yeah, that's that's the bottom line. You're supposed to have a healthy esteem of yourself. You're supposed to value yourself. You're supposed to love yourself. Now, where you get in trouble and you start across the line, um, when you start, when it becomes like uh, a sin because God tells us not to do it. It's when it's always, always about you and you're putting other people down. So it's okay to think highly of yourself and to be confident, but not at the risk of making someone else feel like they're nothing. You don't beat somebody over the head with all your successes and say, success is relative to me. You don't you don't do that and that's what the Bible's telling you not to do that. It's okay that you've accomplished some things and you've reached some goals and, and you've been able to, you know, have some great experiences and that's fine and we want you to share that and we want you to be happy about that because it's a blessing. But do not. <laughs> this is where we get in trouble. When we try to use it to make somebody else feel less than who they are because they yes, have not now, accomplished as much. Exactly. That's when you that's when that line has been crossed. Yeah. That's when that line's been crossed. You you now know that you have um you you know now that you have just violated what God has said, not to think more highly than you ought to think. Um I I believe in scripture interpreting scripture. Go to Philippians chapter two. We always go there and Yeah, we always go there and we, we quote about this talk talks about the one let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Well, if you read the scriptures before that, you're gonna see how Jesus thought. My computer is going so slow this morning, so computer go fast, okay? Go fast computer. <laughs> okay, Michael, you can start reading because I'm, I'm having. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start reading. I'm, and I'm, I'm going to read from the Bible in basic English again. So I said, I, when I'm reading, it just makes it so plain. And I'm starting at verse one, and we probably end up down like in verse 
verse 5. It says, if there is any comfort in Christ, any help given by love, any uniting of the heart and the spirit, any loving mercies and pity, make my joy complete by being of the same mind. There's the equation. We, we're of the same mind. So in other words, I'm not going to think of no one any highly than I think of myself and, 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 and vice versa. It's just having the same love, being in harmony and of one mind. So we should all be thinking alike. Verse 3 says, doing nothing through envy or through pride, but with low thoughts of self, let everyone take others to be other. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let everyone take uh, Let me start that over. <laughs> I just fought for that one. It says, doing nothing through envy or through pride, but with low thoughts of self, let everyone take others to be better than self. And that's what the word esteem means, to to let others in your mind thinking that I'm going to take the low road and I'm going to bring them here. And like I said, it's, it's not something that's taught. Look at verse 4. It says, not looking everyone to his private good, but keeping in mind the things of others. So don't, don't just do things to see the good that you're going to get out of it. Think about somebody else. Then look at verse 5. It said, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. And he's going to go on and it goes on to talk about how Christ did that. Christ was in heaven. He was the word of God. He was he's nearly over the universe. His, because of him, everything that was made was made because of him. This same, this same God took on he relinquished all of that, took on human flesh, came in, the, in human flesh, and not only to take on human flesh, but he died in that human flesh. He didn't, do, he didn't die for himself. He died for whom? For us. He died. He died for others. So, so in doing so, he was bringing us ahead of himself in thought. He said, he said I, when he was on the cross, he said, I, I could easily... You know, summon now, you know, just legions of angels, and they can come and deliver me from this. But no, yeah. he was doing the. But no, but he was doing the will of the Father that sent him. So he was. So so that's how you regulate your mind not to think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, because we all have a place in the body of Christ, and that place is determined by God, and He gives you the grace. To carry out your function in the body, so that's why if you're an eloquent speaker and you think like that, you can't think you're like that because of your own ability. God is the one that gave you with that, gave you that ability. That's why exactly. I always say God. I, I always tell people, I say, I say, God is not impressed with your talent. He's the one that gave it to you. Exactly. <laughs> so, 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 when we're doing things and we think and we know that we're doing well. And we put on this arrow like we're superior because of that talent. You, you now you know you cross the line over into thinking more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Also, go to Galatians six and three. Another, another good one. I'm gonna use three. I'm, I'm gonna use three scriptures on this particular point here. It, it is so valid because we 
what we use words like think lowly of yourself, people who already have um, a seeing problem, they take it wrong. And so I just want to clarify that you're supposed to, you know, don't think of it like a put down to you. It, it has nothing to do. It's not about you when we're saying esteem someone no. else or uplift somebody else. Don't say, don't take it to mean that we're saying you're supposed to think lowly of yourself, like you're worthless. We're not talking lowly like that. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure that we reemphasize and we clarify that we are not talking about someone who has um, concerns or issues with their self-esteem, their low self-esteem anyway already. We're talking about when we want to get in that braggadocious um, conversation about me, 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 and then somebody else is feeling really, really bad about themselves because we're puffing ourselves up. That's that's the conversation we're talking about. You're not supposed to do that. Never are you supposed to, you know, talk so good about yourself that you cause somebody else to, to falter to think less of themselves. So now we're going to go to Colossians where my school. No, no, no Galatians. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. Galatians, Galatians. 6 and, and it says, I'm going to start with verse 1. I'm reading the King James. Well, no, I'm going to finish in the Bible in basic English. You all just have to listen. It, and it's in line. I normally look at these scriptures to make sure they're in line with King James quite even them publicly, and they usually are. And it says, Brother, if a man is taken in any wrongdoing, you who are of the Spirit will put such a one. Wow. Let me change the color of this thing. For some reason, I can't read green. (laughs) It's green, got my words crossing up. Let me me put it in black. And it says, Brother, is that brothers? If a man is taken in any wrongdoing, or a woman for that matter, you who are of the spirit will put such a one right in a spirit of love, keeping watch on yourself for fear that you yourself may be tested. So there it is. So it says that even when somebody is caught in and has been overtaken in, in, doing, in some wrongdoing, he says, we who are of the Spirit, and that's, and that's the church, the blood of the church of Jesus Christ, we are of the Spirit. He said, we should put that person, make them right by using the Spirit of love, and we do that by keeping a watch on ourselves for fear that we might conform into that same trap or be tempted or be tempted by that same temptation that caused him to fall. So, mm-hmm. so it's so so it's it's a spirit of humility, and there you go. You again, you're not thinking about you. You're thinking about that person. You you thinking about restoring, bring that person back to a point of restoration. So that's what it means to esteem others. Means that you're always bringing them ahead of thought and yourself. But see, because if I esteem Loretta, I don't have to esteem myself because Loretta is supposed to esteem me. Exactly. And not herself. So now, see how you have your esteem coming from me and my esteem coming from you. That way I don't have to bring my own self ahead of thought because I know Loretta has my back in doing that. Well, right. I know this and it works well. Yeah, and the only way for it to work is if we all do it. Because if and one we, person we have to do doing it, it and, yeah. And, if, and we if have one to person's do it. not doing it, then it's not working. And I always equate that, especially in a marriage, because um, one of the best marriage advice I had gotten uh, was from a professor at Crichton College. And he says marriages start to break down when 
the spouse starts to serve themselves. Yes. So That's if you exactly, serve exactly your right. spouse and your spouse serves you, everybody's being served, everybody's being felt good, everybody has somebody exactly. doing something for them and, and speaking good of them, but it breaks down when one person stops doing that because the other person is giving, 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 and not getting anything and not being restored. So, I mean, it was so profound when he said that. He said the key to it all is for each person in, that, in the relationship, you know, we were talking about marriage, is to serve the other person. So everybody gets served if everybody does what they're supposed to do in a relationship. So, and then there's no breakdown. Exactly. <laughs> it's not falling apart when you stop, when it's all about you. It shouldn't be about you because the other person is supposed to take care of your needs like that, and you're taking care of their <laughs> needs of being um, esteemed and loved and, um, made to feel a part of the family. So I, I definitely see the point we're making here, and I just I hope and pray that eyes are open and ears are open and hearts are open so that they can, that are listening, will get this. This is this is what we're saying, not to, not when it comes to issue of abuse, of course, and, and low self-esteem. We're not talking about in those cases. We're talking about healthy-minded people, physically and mentally and spiritually. When we know and do what the Bible tells us to do, and it's broken down. I mean, we've shared these scriptures with you to tell you how to do it. You don't have to worry about getting your props as long as you give props to other people. And that is true. So that's, and, and just think if, if if we practice this principle in marriages, just think about what it would do to the divorce rate. Oh, yeah. It would, <laughs> you know, it would totally eradicate part. that. Yeah. So we you know we 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 have to get out of this mindset that you know it's it's, it's all about me. You know I, I always say you know when some people uh, you, you can tell when somebody's selfish when they are say they're singing and they go to tune they're with, they're with the choir and they're going through they're warming up their voice and they say do re me and most of them say so many people get stuck on me they can't get to the uh, so latino. <laughs> I know, and you know, there's more to the scale than just the me. And when people say, or, you know, usually women say this, and, uh, and they're married, and I just cringe because I'm thinking that is so selfish. I'm spoiled. I mean, if you don't follow that, I'm spoiled with my husband, and I spoil my husband, it's too. Right. And I think that's the most selfish statement right. you can make, and I think it's ridiculous that you would say that. It's right. You know, it's, it's pride. You know, you know it's it, it, it's good to know that you can you can get what you want when you want, but are you are you sowing? Are you giving that back? Are you giving to it as good as you're getting? Are the, yeah. Are you giving that back? And I always tell people, you know, the dead sea is dead for a reason because all it does is proceed. <laughs> That's right. All it does There's is no proceed. It it, mm-hmm. it 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 doesn't it doesn't give off into any other sea or river or lake, it just receives because we sit so low. Uh, so so we don't want to get into the habit of just receiving. No. Just receive. I, I'm, I'm looking to receive. I'm not, and at some point, you know, you're, 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 you're going to die on the inside, and that's why you see people who are like that. They're usually the most miserable people when you're going to sit down and talk to them. They, they got all the stuff. But the inside of them is 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 practically almost dead and needs to be brought back to life. Well, let's let's finish reading this. Uh, it says we read the part about that. You know, then the verse one talks about being if any if any brothers is overtaken in a fault. You know, we need to restore that person in the spirit of love. 
you know, considering ourselves as we also be tempted or tested. Uh, look at verse 2, and it says, I'll read from the Bible in basic English again, it says, take on yourselves one another's troubles, and so keep the law of Christ. So the law of Christ says that we should take on ourselves other people's troubles or other people's burdens. We should bear one another's burdens. And in doing so, we fulfill the law of Christ. That's what the King James Version says. Look at verse 3. And it says, For uh, if a man has an idea that he is something when he is nothing, he is tricked by himself. <laughs> so in other words, don't, don't think you all that because you actually are not. So when you're thinking like that, you're only deceiving yourself. You're only, you're walking in self-deception. Like you, you, you I, I used to hear, because I used to work around a bunch of ladies, you know, they would always say, you know, he, he just thinks he's God's gift to women, you know, and they like, he, he thinks he got it going on. He ain't got, ain't, ain't nothing working for him. <laughs> so, 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 so when you think, or start thinking like that, when you start thinking more highly than you ought to, the Bible says that you are deceiving yourself. And the word deceive in that context means that you're, it means that your mind is, you're allowing your mind to mislead you. Because remember, you are, you are who you think. That's why I say you are deceiving yourself. So if you allow your mind to mislead you concerning you, then you walk in the self-deception because your mind is the essence of who you are. I just really wish people would call in because I really want to know if we were to ask and, and ask this question, not rhetorically, but really want an answer. Who do you think you are? You know, because yeah. usually people are asking that question when they, and they I put down this comment. Well, who do you think you are? You know, it's never asked in the point where it's a positive. At least I've never heard or seen or read about that question being asked. But we really want to know who do you think you are? And I really want to know because I want to help you to think more of yourself as it relates to Christ, not when you become a you know like having a superiority kind of complex. But who yeah. are you? Who are you? Uh, that was a hard, a hard question. I asked myself that question. Who are you, Loretta? Who are you? And then, you know, we want to use our title. And we're not talking about your title, but who are you? So that, that that's usually a, a tough question for me to answer, that one question. Now, who do I think I am? Mm. Wow. I, I, I'm thinking I will have to um, use the meditation time to really come up with an answer for that one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good question to ponder, you know. And you, if you, and, and if you're not identifying, if your answer is not identifying with Christ, or if it's not uh, identifying with the law of Christ, as we just finished reading. Then you know that's when that's why that lets you know that it's time for you to renew your mind because it is not all about you. What if you know Jesus didn't think like that? You know he he thought so he thought so soberly or so moderately that he 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 stayed there on the cross. He didn't 
He just stick his chest out and say, man, I'm, I'm the son of God. Let me, let me show these jokers something. <laughs> think they gonna think they can kill me? I'm going to show them who boss. No, he, he stood there and said, you know, Lord, just forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. So Jesse, there he goes again. He said he's not thinking. He's, there, he, he's asking the Lord to forgive them, to, to release them from what they're doing. That's what the word forgive means, to release, to let them go. He said, because they simply just don't know what they're doing. So I always say, I always, you know, like I said, if your answer, of, of if, if the answer that you are giving about who do you think you are and if it's, if it's not relative to the law of Christ or anything concerning who Christ is, then you are the prime candidate for having your mind renewed. Uh, let's uh, go to Philippians 4, very familiar scripture, Philippians 4. You got your Bible working, Loretta? My Internet is not uh, cooperating. <laughs> it's like <stuck>. I think <laughs> well, I need a new battery because it's making my keys stick. I think that's what that means. When your keys start sticking, you need a new battery. So yeah, well, you, you got... are. Well, here we go. Well, well, I'm, I'm going to read it. And I like that today I'm reading from the Bible in basic English. Last week I read from the New Living Translation, and all these are good English translations. So don't don't get bent out of shape because you're not hearing the D's and the dials and to think it's <laughs> it's, it's all because you you don't talk like that and you know in in Real the 21st life, century. Right. So, Our conversation so. we 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 have not yet to say ye and thou. <laughs> so no, I do and let's understand do that. You like crazy. Yeah, so let's so let's read it. So let me you there. Uh, what chapter did you say? I'm sorry. Uh, Philippians four. Okay. And of course, we're going to deal. Let's start verse number five. And I'm reading from the Bible it and. Basic English again, okay. and sometimes I refer back to the King James so you can know where you where I am. Verse five says, "Let your gentle be behavior be clear to all men. The Lord is near." Now the King James says, "Let your moderation be known unto all men." And of course, we just we just talked about that's what the word sober means to think soberly. That you need to you have need to have a mindset of moderation or gentleness. Because when you're arrogant, most people don't see you as gentle. They see you, you know, you know, as, as firm, firm and hard, and and you know, and self-centered. Verse six says, "Have no cares." King James says, "Be careful for nothing. Have no cares, but in everything, with prayer and praise, put your requests before God." Wow, that's. You know, so now we don't have time to talk about that. But just think about that. It said, have <laughs> no cares, have no worries. That's what that means. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, with prayer and praise, put your request before God. So instead of worrying, you know, just put on the mindset of prayer and that just simply communicating with God and then praise and that just extolling him and, you know, and pumping them up for who he really is in your life. Mm-hmm. And the same way that when you do that, just let them know what you want. He ain't got no problem with that. Because he because he has the stuff 
and you have the praise, and one thing he can't do is praise himself. If he did, he would be in pride. Mm-hmm. So, and we know our God is not a pride for God. So, so God wants our praise, and and when it's coupled with you know holiness and all that, then He has no problem getting you the stuff. It all belongs to Him anyway. And look at now that's and now look at verse number seven, and it's coupled with verse six. It says, "And He said, and if you do that." He said, and the peace of God, which is deeper than all knowledge, would keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8 says, for the rest, my brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things have honor, whatever things are upright, whatever things are holy, I just talked about that, Whatever things are beautiful, whatever things are of value, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, give thought to those things. So Paul is is laying out a laundry list of things that we can think of think upon without worrying and, and, and that's what and that's what worrying is and some of us practice that, that part of it. We it just it's just thinking in reverse <laughs> instead of being <laughs> dry. You know, when you when 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 you're thinking when you're worrying, that's what you're you're thinking. You're just thinking in reverse. When mm, you are, I like that. You're thinking in reverse when you worry. I like that, Michael. I had not heard it that way before. And you're just going backwards. You're going back to all that stuff that that had you bound or that you're worried about and it's not and and he emphatically says in this verse, if there's any value to worrying, go ahead and do it. If it's beautiful, go ahead and do it. If it's holy, go ahead and do it. If it's upright, go ahead and do it. If it's honorable, go ahead and do it. And we know worry doesn't fall into any of those categories. <laughs> he said if if there's any virtue and if there is any praise and worry, go ahead and do it. So we know it's not. So he said we need to give thought to these things. And look at verse 9. It says, the things which came to you by my teachings and preaching, which you saw in me, these things do. And the peace of God would be with you. Paul is saying, he said, the things that you have seen me do, and heard me preach, he said, you can do those things, and the God of peace is going to be with you. Now, can you say that about yourself? To somebody else, say, okay, I want you to look at, look at, I want you to inspect my life and look at my life, and everything that you've heard me, everything you've ever seen me do, and everything you've ever heard me preach, do those things, and the God of peace is going to be with you. If you can't say that as a Christian, then you need your prime candidate for having your mind renewed. Mm. So like this, so think about that. There, there's the opposite word, think. Just think about it. Take some time to think every day, and a good time to do it is in the morning. Mm-hmm. You think, well, do it before you go to sleep, because sometimes you'll, you'll be up all night because <laughs> you're putting thoughts yeah. in your head that need to be purged out, and now you're thinking on them all <laughs> night. So 
So it, when you get ready for the first thing in the morning, just get up in the morning and just think about, you know, something that is good and virtuous and holy and of a good report. And if they are, you know, if they're praiseworthy, they're virtuous thoughts. He said, just, just think on those things. And he said, and, if you, and just start to do the things that you know you've been taught, like, like what you're hearing today. I, can, I always tell people, look, you can, you can come around me seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and you can imitate anything I do, and God will be okay with it. Uh. You know, that's, that's the confidence that I like to have in what I'm doing. Because like I said, and that way I'm not thinking about me. I'm thinking about somebody else. My life needs to be a witness to somebody else. It's not for me. And yeah. and I'm only and and I'm only for I am by the grace of God because He's given me a certain grace to get done what I've done in life, and that's what that phrase literally means. I am who I am, and I am for I am by the grace of God. That way, I can't think more highly than I should think. Mm, that's deep. I like because that. because because all I'm doing. It's just being a strong member of the body of Christ. I'm just I'm just doing my part well, and I expect other people, other members of the body of Christ, to do their part with it. Like my physical body, I, I expect my heart to do what God has ordained it to do. And in doing so, I'm gonna do my part by not filling it up with fat, clogging it up with fat, so it 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 can't bog it down. And so so like I said, think about doing your part. What am I doing to make the body of Christ look good? What am I doing to be a benefit to another part of the body of Christ? Because we all, because, every, because the body is synergistic in nature, we all pull off of one another. Mm-hmm. That's why he calls us the body of Christ. He calls us that for a reason. Got anything, Loretta? I'm just still chewing on this thing when you said you could follow somebody could follow you around 24 hours, seven days a week, and and, <laughs> and if they did everything you did, they would be okay. And I was of thinking, course. okay, if people follow me around every day of my life, I mean for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, would anything that I do, if they were to do, would allow would get them in trouble either spiritually, mentally, legally. And I can yeah. definitely say not legally. I know it would get you legally. Because <laughs> I'm definitely not going to break any legal laws. But I'm really thinking um, if they followed me and did what I did, I do have a tendency, not as bad as I used to, is, and that is to think in reverse and, as you called it, worrying. Worrying. So yeah. they would probably... <laughs> Ooh, see a little worrying? Not much, not <laughs> nearly as much <laughs> as they would have seen had they followed me like last year or the year before. So each year okay. I've gotten significantly better with the worrying. But um mm, I like that. I like that. So I just hope that during this study and I think today has been like the top. This should have been the last one because to me it's it's all inclusive of everything we talked about the other six weeks or five weeks, however long it's been, about renewing your mind. And this just brings it home for us. And it tells you, you said, well, how can I, even if you didn't get anything that we said before, 
gets this, and the Bible says it in Philippians um, 4, and he started with verse 5, and I think verse 8 really sums it up. Think on these things. Yeah, think think on these things. (laughs) And if you're thinking on these things, uh, and I have the New International um, Version, and version 8 says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. And, again, this goes right back to our very first conversation, Michael, we had when we were talking, and you said Jesus even, if he did it, then it was because his father told him to do it. You remember that conversation? And I thought that that just stuck with me. And so that's all we have to do. I mean, the Bible is definitely instruction. It tells us what to do if we want to. And even Matthew um, chapter 6, I think about 25, 26, it says, if you do these things, if you seek me, then all this other stuff will be yeah. added. So, what we're saying, if you renew your mind and you you have put you have know you have petitions about some things that you want and you prayed about them and you wonder sometimes, and I'm not saying this is the case because I don't know. I you know we have to hear and and dissect your life or why your prayers maybe have not been answered. But for one thing, I know for sure about prayers, if they line up with God's will for you, they're going to come to pass. Oh, that's yeah. the key that I've learned. And I know that's a tough thing because you don't know sometimes what God's will is for your life or you doubt it or whatever. But if it lines up with his will for you, it's going to come to pass. So maybe you want, and I I equate it with a car because I I think that's simplistic enough for people to understand. Maybe you're trying to get a Toyota Corolla. I'll start with their basic brand. But God has in his master plan for you a Toyota Avalon. Or, yes. you know, maybe a Lexus or something. But you're just praying, Lord, just give me a Corolla. Lord, please, I want a Corolla. I have the money or I'm doing this right. I'm sowing a seed here for a Corolla. And you don't get the Corolla, but you feel like you're doing everything else right. Sometimes it's because God's will for you is something grander. So mm-hmm. you just have to, but you have to know. In order to know his will, you got to know his word. In order to know his word, you got to read his Bible. You got to study the scripture. So. That's right. You have to stay in his face. You have to, you know, you know, just be have there. Have a relationship. In, yeah. Yeah, but be there in his presence. And and I always say, like I tell him, you know, my daughters, you know, your emergency is not my emergency. You know, don't just don't just call me or come to me when there's an emergency. You know, I want to just hear you say, oh, I just, I, Dad, I just called this, you know, See how you're doing. There's nothing. Just call to tell you I love you. Bye. <laughs> you know that's that's praise. That's that's that means that I'm I'm thinking about it. Lord, you know I'm I don't have any requests today. I just you know got up. I'm I'm running behind. But Lord, you know you know I love you. You know I'm, I'm devoting the rest of the day to you, and I know you're with me. Uh, and I'm yeah. going on. I, I I talk to you later on this evening, Lord. When you know when or when I'm in the car or when I'm eating lunch or. You have to always know that God is with you, and he is. If you're he's with you. He's there on the inside of you. But he wants you. He's acknowledge me in all your ways. Exactly. Acknowledge, acknowledge me in everything. You know, I just want you to acknowledge me. And, and <laughs> acknowledging him honors him. It honors him for who he is. 
Just like when, you know, even just, just, just say you have children and they never ask you for anything. You'll be like, what in the world is going on? You know, do they do they believe I can't provide it? <laughs> or or do they think I'm going to chop their head off if they do ask? Or, you know, some concerns should be there, but they come to you and say, well, look, Mom, I need you to do this for me. Or, look, Dad, I need you to do this for me. That honors you. Even if you tell them no at that time, it honors you because now they're recognizing you that you have the ability to meet a, to, to meet their needs. That's right. It's all about a personal relationship, and a personal relationship is an active, a daily active relationship. It's not calling on God when you need something, or even if you just you know saying, "I just want to praise you for this thing you just gave me." It has been an active relationship. That means through the good times, the bad times, the happy times, the sad times, the busy times, the not-so-busy times, we're supposed to acknowledge him. We're supposed to talk to him. He's not a yeah. Santa Claus. He's not a wish list. He's not a genie in a bottle. <laughs> so don't treat him that way. That's not a personal relationship. That's a one-sided relationship. And, you know, um, those relationships, you only call those people on them when you need something. And like Michael said, your emergency, you may think it's an emergency, but it's really not because if you had a call and did all these things before, then you would have had a problem saying, hey, I'm short on rent or, you know, whatever you need to call your that's parents right. for. Yeah, that's right. You know, no, you, no, you know, you knew they were about to put you out 27 days ago, and now you're giving me 27 At minutes least to, to, 27 to meet that need. days ago, yeah. <laughs> 27 days ago, you knew this, but now you're going to call me 27 minutes before they come. They're about to pull the – uh, the boy's about to pull out the truck and haul your stuff out of the, to the street. Well, you know something? I can't let that be my emergency because you, you had 26, 26 days, 23 hours, and 33 minutes more than I had to add to this. So if, if you're going to judge me based on my uh, irresponsiveness to this, then may the same judgment be on you. <laughs> <laughs> And we have to get there because you, if you always putting out emergencies for your children, you're not allowing them. Two things are not will not happen if you're always there when your children are uh, having a so-called emergency. You're not yeah. allowing them to go to the heavenly Father, <laughs> and then you're not allowing them to grow up. You're making them become dependent on you as their God little G. And so I, I had to learn that, too. My son moved to Nashville, and I'm like, you know, he needs this because he was, like, starting over. I'm like, you got to call on God. <laughs> you got to build that relationship, honey, because you need him now more than you ever need him because you have I know a it. city, you know, by yourself, basically. So don't don't call on Mama. Don't call on him because I'll, I'll disappoint you. I'll let you down. But if you learn to call on God. You know, it, it may be my my desire to help you, but sometimes I can't. So, but if yeah. you already have that established relationship, because you leaned on my prayers, you know, when you were little, but you're you a grown man, you got to have your own prayers to the heavenly Father, because He loves you and He wants a relationship with you too. Don't go. I'm not the middleman here. Go straight to Him. And so He's learned wow. that. He has so learned that. And I was just looking while the time is really. Gotten away from no, like that. And, and, and man, I had I had one, two, I had quite a few scriptures to go cover. But you know, so we we can cover the rest of these. We get checked. But but next week, be prepared. We're gonna we're gonna recap the entire hour 
the last seven weeks that that we've covered this topic. So we're going to recap everything on next week. And if you just want bullet points or you just want nuggets about renewing your mind, then make sure you tune in on next week and you can get it all in one place if you want to just a nice, brief, concise version of what we've, we've talked about. If you want the cliff notes, so you come and get the cliff notes on next week. Yeah, because this is an ongoing process. This is something that we have to do daily. You have to continue to remind yourself to renew your mind. Renew your mind of those negative thoughts of that erroneous teaching that you may have received about God's word. Know it for yourself. Um, Seek out shows like this. Seek out other books that really um, divinely talks about and and does not take or add to God's word. So you'll know how to keep your mind renewed. It's all about what you know and how you use that information that you currently know and bring in new information because that's wisdom. Wisdom is, is freely and it comes and Man, you can never have too much. <laughs> you can definitely never have can. too little. <laughs> yes, that is can. so true. Oh, my goodness. I'm inspired again. I'm motivated. I did learn some things. I really like what you said, Michael. When you worry, you are thinking in reverse. I will use that. I'm going to quote that on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, everybody, please reach out to Michael, gloryapp at aol.com. Send him some comments, some questions. Um, suggested for a study you may want us to cover here on the Red McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach. We're here every Tuesday, and Michael is available via email, Facebook, Twitter um, every day. <laughs> so you you can reach out to him. We don't just do these shows and then there's no landing place for you. We are here for you um, any day of the week that you need us. So reach out. So that's it for today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. And we will see you real soon. As always, think positive, dream big dreams, help someone along the way, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.